KBB, that's when they say when they see me. I follow you niggas, you can call me Master P. She popping a pill and she go and get geek. She popping a pill and she turn to a freak. She already official, don't need a referee. If you got a curfew, can't hang with me. If you a boy, boy, can't be in my section. I feel the hate coming every direction. Yo, 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 what it do, what it do? It is your boy, Larry the Wavy Fellow, here to tell your chick hello. And I am back with another episode of Way Talk Podcast Season 3 and have a special guest. We actually bumped into each other my sophomore year at ODU. I watched him on YouTube before I even met him. And I was like, yo, he's going mob right now. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and let him introduce himself real quick. Man. It's your boy Majin. Um aka KJ. That's my real name. Majin is the alias. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Dancer, artist of all sorts, uh, best AR you never heard of. Uh, <laughs> every everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, good introduction, man. Good introduction. And today's segment is art of creating. You already know I have dropped so many art of fucking videos, segments. Man, look, just know art has different forms, so I like to divide it in different forms. So right now we're just talking about the whole process of creating the art that you want to do and what it takes. So let's get into it. How you feeling, man? How you living? Uh, I'm I'm living good. Terrible and uh and great at the same time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, with every destruction comes rebuilding or whatever bullshit they be talking about. Um, <laughs> it's one of the most trying times ever in my life, but the growth that I've achieved from it has been unmatched from any year I've been walking on this earth. So um, overall, terrible and great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can relate. I can honestly relate. Like we was talking like before the show, man. It's it's how, just how I get through it and how you get through it. Just, just make the best of it, man. So... We both here, we both alive. Yes, sir. So it's just like, yeah, man, we just gonna keep going. So what made you actually realize you had like a talent that other people didn't see at that time? Um I guess it wasn't a, it was never a, a talent that other people didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um it was uh I was always, you know, when you're younger you could dance and do any creative shit, your family always try to get you to do the shit in front of everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, when I I first started like dancing and shit from uh from Michael Jackson music videos, and my sister actually memorized like all of the best routines from every Michael Jackson video. Remember the time, beat it, Thriller, like literally all of this shit. She had them shit down to a T. My goal was to be better than her because she could actually dance, dance like for real. So. That was like my first goal when it came to me doing anything dance related. Other than that, I was like, I was heavy into sports, mm-hmm. played ball. Um, that was like my shit. But when it came to dancing, that was like, that was my ultimate goal to be that. Um, I didn't really like, I didn't really lock into it until right before my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. When me and my brother Colossus, I started linking back up after. I think the last time I really saw that nigga was in middle school. First time I met him was in seventh grade. So we started linking back up because I noticed he was nice as hell. Mm-hmm. And I started taking it serious. Mm-hmm. 
and then me and him would battle all the fucking time. He bust my ass crazy. Um, but he was the one who made me start taking shit serious. He was like my original teacher when it came to shit, mm-hmm. and that was when I started separating myself and and like actually started climbing to get better with dancing itself. So that's like, um, I guess in the sense that is what separated like my talent. That's when I started noticing I, I at least had something. Okay. Like something okay. outside of the outside of the norm because. Dancing was corny back in the day for anybody who knew. Um, dancing fads lasted three, maybe maybe three months, two months. Facts. So when jerking was hot, so <laughs> niggas had crews. Shout out to my nigga Chico, nicest Dougie on the East Coast. Okay. Um, but after the first, after the song got played out, the shit got played out. Okay. Me and my niggas were still doing our things. Still competing to be on the NJA posters and all that other shit. You know, we was on that shit, but everybody else didn't take it seriously. So for me to take dancing seriously through that phase, it was like, yeah, I could do anything. Because niggas are still going to make fun of me regardless. So whatever. I wasn't <laughs> the best nigga in middle school anyway. I was a dickhead in middle school. <laughs> Karma just came back my way, you feel me? I, I was a cornball in high school. Karma just came right back to a nigga. You feel me? So yeah, that was, that was pretty much that, Okay, man. Hey, that's a that's a dope story, bro. <laughs> that's a dope story. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like I can honestly say, like, it was the same, but I didn't go through that transformation fully to like high school. Cause like I came into high school far as like, you know, quiet, you know, people knew me, but people didn't know like I was a dancer until like I, I did a pet rally for the school and shit. So that was like, oh, you can actually dance. And then I was dressing like a dancer. I had the beanie, all of that, the plaid shirt with the Adidas. Oh, God, man. <laughs> what a time. And then, like, midway, I'm still dancing, but I, I'm noticing my attitude is shifting. I'm becoming more of an asshole. I'm, like, letting, this, letting all this get to me. And I was like, yo, I had a reality check when I took my first L, like, far as, like, a fist fight. I, got, <laughs> I, I took my first L and it, it was to like I, I took my L to a person I, I could have like easily beaten but at that time it was like yo I ain't want to fight afterwards I'm more of a person if it's not fighting right then I don't care about you setting a date for me to fight you because it's not really no real beef you're just doing it for popularity at that point right. so it was one of those situations it happened I took my L but just know, I got better in dancing. <laughs> I got better in dancing. You know, more girls came to the kid. And a year later, I beat his ass. So it was cool. <laughs> but uh, I fully understand, man. I fully understand. Uh, what uh, What is one thing that helps your creativity, like, level, like, level up constantly and give you motivation? Even on your downtime, um, I would have to start back with the with my bro Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, literally from them times where bro would three o me in my own crib, because um, you know what I'm saying it's literally just me and him in the crib, so it's not like it's an audience. Like yeah. I'm knowing that I'm losing to myself, <laughs> and seeing like seeing him do the shit that he was doing at the time, he was. He was popping, and he was an abstract b-boy at the time. Mm. So seeing him do a lot of the futuristic shit that niggas may see him do now, 
I've been accustomed to that level of creativity since about 2011, 2012, seeing it from him constantly. So my inspiration was to eventually beat him one day. Okay. And and being that I kept seeing that creativity, it wasn't an inspiration of I need to do what he's doing. It's like I need to see how he thinks. And I just noticed that everything he was doing, it just wasn't – it was just outside the box. It was something that was right in front of your face, but you just wouldn't see it because it's like – you know, the best place to hide shit is in plain sight. So it's like, I'm going a, I'm to a do this right in front of your face and you're still not going to believe that I did it. It's not going to be nothing super amazing, but it's going to be amazing enough because you didn't predict it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this nigga is elevated to doing both of those shits, doing shit that niggas can't believe that's damn near impossible, and doing shit that's like, it's so simple. Like, how the fuck did you just find that out of this thin air right here? Like, that shit was so simple. So, <laughs> That's more so like where my where my whole style comes from, just me being simple, me being basic, um, sticking true to roots, foundation, and flipping obvious shit into more obvious shit, but in unpredictable ways. So um that's I, I owe that uh create I owe that dance creativity to my bro Colossus. As mm-hmm. far as my creativity overall in life, um I got an artistic family. Mm-hmm. Um well my mother is artistic. Okay. Um, so she was like writing and shit since younger. My sister, my sisters both, I think, knew how to draw. Um, I was never blessed with any of those gifts. Um, but actually, no, I, I could write, but I couldn't draw, can't sing, can't do none of the cool shit. So, <laughs> I, feel um, you. I just kind of had to maneuver around what the fuck I could do. Finesse. Um, you, you feel me? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that creativity, just uh, my basic ways of thinking got me really far. Because it's like one plus one is always going to equal two and you can find the ones to put together. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, motherfuckers be trying to change symbols, change numbers, and they don't have any kind of formula to add to it. But for me, everything is basic, back down, simple. So for me, it's always basic. To other people, it might be complex, but to me, it's literally brick by brick, block by block. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess I don't view myself as really being that creative for real. Now that I, now that I think about it. You humble. Maybe you just nah, definitely not home. Fuck all of these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Not, I'm definitely not humble. I'm, I'm grateful, um, for sure. I don't like how niggas put the stigma on humble ever since Kendrick dropped. Nah, um, man. I, I hate that shit, bro. <laughs> not because of that. That's I but, use, um, use yeah, that I'm, word. I've, grow, I've always I've always been down to earth. Always always been this dude. Um, but yeah, I don't. I never view myself as the most creative, the most talented. I just felt like my formula was just the best. My, I'm like, I'm like Batman. Like, I ain't got no superpowers, but like, nobody wants to fuck with me for some reason. Okay, you're <laughs> like, real strategic, man. You, you feel me? Yeah. Like, it's, it's all strategy to me at the end of the day. And, and I can name, I can name ten people out here that's more talented than me when it comes to dance and a bunch of other shit. I can name you being more talented than me when it comes to dance because y'all niggas are just capable of doing a lot more shit than I can do. You know what I'm saying, but my formula is. It's, it's unstoppable thanks to all the niggas that paved the way for me, all the niggas that helped me along the way. I just, and the way that I've been piecing shit together myself for, you know, for, for the majority of my adult life, I ain't gonna say my whole life because I was a dumbass at one point, but the way that I just piece shit together, it makes me unique and it makes me who I am. Hey man, what I heard was hard work and dedication and you lived your life as every day is a lesson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, all I heard from that full fledged statement, and that shows how powerful 
and how far you are actually gonna go later in life. Because you have that determination, even though you have people that might be better than you, better than you in certain areas. You're just like, yeah, I'm gonna work as hard or harder yes, to sir. get to that point. So when that time comes, it's just like, yeah, I got to, I got here because I didn't give up. Yeah, I might have lost or got bruised along the way, but I didn't give up. I won the overall war. I lost battles, but I won the war. That's that's the whole point of just moving forward in life, man. That's dope. That was really dope. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that little shout out. I appreciate it. I ain't even, I didn't even expect that. For <laughs> Bro, that's Man. yeah. That, that's me twenty four seven. This it's a lot of people who be feeling that same way, but I peep shit, and I'm I'm a nigga that's like, ironically, I'll always be considered the asshole, but I'm not usually wrong. So it's like, it's it's even more annoying when the nigga that's the asshole is right ninety seven percent of the time. I am honest about what I see, so I'll definitely admit when I am at a disadvantage in other areas. But that's also what makes me who I am. Because if I can notice where I'm weak, I notice where I need to be strong at. So, yeah, I'm, I have no problem with giving people their flowers while they can still smell them. I, I never I never understood trying to hold back and waiting until it's too late. Niggas have lost way too many people close to them and legendary for motherfuckers to just be holding back flowers and motherfuckers that's sitting right next to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's just stupid to me. So, yeah, I've always, always been that person with motherfuckers I care about. Niggas I don't care about, and y'all get y'all flowers from people who fuck with y'all. But, you know I'm, I'm, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, but my people, the people that fuck with me and the people that I fuck with, flowers, unlimited. Fly, bouquet shop is always open. You feel me? Hey, man. You might be an asshole, but at the same time, <laughs> care about people. From an asshole to another asshole. Feel me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Um, but yeah, that jumps right into the next question. Um, we somewhat touched on this before the show, but was it any negative things you like reached or touched as far as like with your creativity, far as with people or just like, you know, not doing something that you thought and you try to hit that certain move or certain beat at that time? Um, I'll go like more broad because um, in battles, I never really felt like, in battles, I, I never looked back in hindsight on no, excuse me. Um, I never look back at hindsight like on what particular moment fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Um, the only battle where I can say like I genuinely didn't do what I was supposed to do was when I went to New York and I battled. Uh, I battled Phil from Flatbush Bullies. Um, I battled him. Only thing with that battle was I was expecting to battle around like nine thirty, ten thirty at night. Mm-hmm. Our battle was up next at like nine thirty, ten thirty at night. Mm-hmm. Niggas didn't end up battling until like one forty-five in the morning, and and around this time, my job, you know what I'm saying, I'm not used to being up at them times, you feel me? So I'm like, yo, I'm over here half sleep. I'm zombie walking the nigga behind the bar like, yo, you good? Like, I'm like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> but I'll be all right. Just let me get some water. Like, I was, I realized I was looking dead in that event. But I still did my thing. People still show love on the footage. Um, As far as negative things that I encountered, um. It's a it's a lot of people who it's a lot of people who who use who use the dance scene and culture as a means to get attention from whatever attention they may have lacked as children. Like mm-hmm. I noticed that a lot. Like um in multiple cultures, 
you can tell when people lack certain environments uh when they when they were younger and even growing up and when they got older mm-hmm. because they kind of take it out on other people inadvertently um in multiple facets of the craft and inside of dance and outside of dance i've never been one to be you know i'll do some fuck shit in the battle mm-hmm. and then after the battle i'm a completely different person no i'm the same nigga when i battled as you know what i'm saying when as when i stopped battling I know I see niggas, you know, they try to like power down and shit when they think I'm like, bro, I'm hungry, bro. Like you over here trying to power down and shit like you're a fucking super saiyan. Like, bro, calm that stupid shit down. I got conversations to have. I got to go home while you over here trying to play out a character. Like, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I never I never been that person. I never really fought with that shit. But um, I, like one thing that I noticed that was mainly negative is basically you surround yourself with who you want to surround yourself with. So um, with all of the negative shit and all of the drama shit that goes on in the dance community and in multiple, all of the street dance world, nobody. And one thing that people need to hear, I hope y'all are hearing this good. None of y'all niggas are unique. All of y'all go through the same shit. And everybody has a story. The only thing that niggas really need to do is sit down, stop talking, close their mouth, open their ears, and just move forward with whatever the fuck they're going through. Every time you hear somebody with a sob story, hear a sob story there, this person did this, this person did that. A lot of people use dance to validate shit that dance will not solve. Um, and at the end of the day, we still surround ourselves with them niggas who think like that. So I can point blame to a bunch of different places for negativity, but if if I don't remove myself from it, I'm just as much to blame as everybody else. So have I fell in that cycle before? 1,000% trying to prove myself to motherfuckers who, who I don't have shit to prove to. Um, trying to prove that I don't look like, you know, somebody who everybody thinks is my teacher. Because mm-hmm. uh, niggas always tried to clown me because they thought that I, you know, I would take Jason's moves or Earthquake's move and try to look like him. But meanwhile, me, motherfuckers, I was in Surface, the original, well, a lot of niggas don't know about surface. I keep forgetting how long ago that shit was. Yeah, I wasn't even around. But I know about surface. You do? Yeah. All right, word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so niggas in surface, sticks, um, fuck sticks. Uh, what's it? Magic. I, let's say yeah. It was it was actually a lot of niggas who was in bullies. Yeah. A lot of nicest niggas I was in bullies was in surface. Um, but it's niggas who was in surface. Jr. as well. Jason. Jason's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shout shout out, uh, Mikey. Trini, want oh. lazy too? <clears throat> oh, lazy in it too. Lazy was, and yes, sir. La- shout out to lazy. Lazy's also another nigga that uh, that's cool as hell that I know. All of them can legit be like, nah, you really don't look like Jason. Um, one thing that one thing that I did have in common with him was the way that I piece shit together. The formula I did learn from him. So the way that I started piecing shit together was reminiscent of him. Um, and my animation style was reminiscent of him. But niggas. OD'd with it. It's like, I can see where, you know, motherfuckers can say I favorite somebody, but motherfuckers started ODing. Like, oh, you stealing moves here? You stole this? Like, hold on, bro. <laughs> it's like the Jordan and Kobe comparison. You feel me? Yeah. But, except, Kobe did steal everything from Jordan. <laughs> I, you didn't I, steal I, them. I have no problem with admitting that. But, you know what I'm saying? Kobe still got it. Kobe still dropped 81. Like, yeah. As but, far as like how you move. And you your, feel what I'm saying? Your like, mind creativity with it. Exactly. So when I so when I was using when I was using the formula that Jay had gave me up until I could create my own formula, it wasn't me stealing moves. There was nights where me and Jay, uh, me and Jay would lab in the garage or whatever, and nigga would see something that I would do, and be like, "Yo, I'm taking that." 
<laughs> and I see shit that he would do. Like, damn, I wish I could do that. <laughs> like, legit, that's niggas was in a creative space with each other. And that was only like maybe three, four, maybe five times. Me and Jay didn't really laugh like that for real. We only chilled and, and basically talked about life and, and business moves that he might have wanted to make at the time. Um, but yeah, that was um trying to prove that I didn't look like him or trying to prove that I wasn't a clone. Like, you know, all of that shit that everybody has to prove when they first start dancing and they learn. They clearly learn from somebody or someone are influenced by somebody or someone. I went through that. But once I started reestablishing myself and I evaluated my style and what I was doing, mm-hmm. getting getting validation from OGs um, and just affirmation. It's like, nah, you're mod like you're you're doing you're doing exactly what you should be doing. Just keep on the path that you are on right now and you'll find exactly what the fuck you're looking for. Um, yeah, that like Reg. Reg was one of them. Um Shout Dice. I guess he would be considered a, a young OG. The nigga been around since he was like 12 years old. Yeah. Shout out Dice when he had a when he had a real small head and a big body. Um <laughs> that's my man's though. Set us up though. Um <laughs> uh yeah, so I've I've always I've always uh I at first I was always the one trying to prove myself to motherfuckers who didn't even deserve the energy and effort. But now after after a while it was like I started finding myself, I ended up relearning the style as a whole different nigga. I forced myself to relearn the style that I had already kind of knew mm-hmm. and master it in a different way. And the waves that I was on, I was always at least like maybe three or four months ahead of the curve from whenever everybody started doing shit. Mm-hmm. So even though I battled like once a year, whenever I did battle, I was always at least like a little bit ahead from where I'll say the newer generations that were incoming were already mm-hmm. on. And even some of the other people, like I, I've, I've held my own against very notable people, motherfuckers that everybody respect. And I've won battles against motherfuckers that people respect. So, mm. um, yeah, I've, I've always found myself in, in a, in a good driver's seat pretty much because of who I've been surrounded by for a while, who my niggas are. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I could really say about that. <laughs> kind of a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, so we low key towards the end of this podcast is there anything you want to say want to ask outside of this segment um let's see i got a list of niggas i need to mention um shout out uh shout out ashley uh a underscore scorpion uh on only fans that's my sis uh she she gives it up you feel me um shout out verse aka for new that's big bro. Shout out Black. That's big bro. Uh, Griselda all day. Um, Colossus. Mm-hmm. Wraith. Shout out Adisa, my first teacher with flexing. Um, shout out Chico. That's my brother. Pardon me. I have more of a list. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Justice. Uh, he's managing my other homegirl, aka The Bliss. If y'all not hip to her music, y'all motherfuckers need to get hip to her music right now. Shout out Dirty Damn Fam. Shout out KD Kid Dirty. Shout out uh, ID Infant Dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out My 50, a.k.a. Uh, the Real Dirty Dan. Um, <laughs> shout out Majin Fam. All of my niggas. Um, Slim Boo. Actually, I was going to bring Slim with me, but um, I know he had to I know he had to watch Bugs. So shout out Lexi Bugs. I love y'all. Um, let's see. Any questions? Uh Hmm. What uh I noticed you said um I remember when when me and you at first met 
Mm-hmm. You had said that you saw me on YouTube and mm-hmm. you was actually like watching flexing on YouTube when uh when niggas had met. What like made you fuck with the style? Because niggas actually did dance after that because I think special, yeah, special, special K was outside the car yep. and that nigga was laughing. He was going mod. During that time, I was preparing for my battle against Sage, Keevan, and Voice. Okay. Um, so I knew why I was I knew why I was preparing, but mm-hmm. I noticed you like you were nicer than a lot of the other niggas that I had seen who who would yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been I saw I've seen niggas online. You know what I'm saying? I, I know a couple like you were nicer than them niggas. Like you actually looked like you knew shit and you knew how to do shit. What got you like into just? Watching the style of flexing, particularly because I feel like dance is, is too vague for somebody with a certain skill set. Like that is a really particular skill set. <laughs> um, to answer your question, uh, one thank you, appreciate it. You know I me. Mean? Um, I was already dancing at that time because actually my first style of dancing, I'm like tried to master was tutting, mm-hmm. and that was like a tutting for anybody that knows is a real intricate dance style that you do with your hands you can even do it with your fingers it's it's about building shapes and all so just trying to format off of that i'm like what else can i do because like you said as like a youngin i was always like imitating like michael jackson chris brown usher marion all of them and and i used to be like hella flexible like at one point i could put my leg over my head so that's why I'm so double jointed and everything like that. And I was just able to <clears throat> learn my styles by just actually practicing and trying not to take nobody else's style, like moves or anything like that. Cause where I'm from, it, with the crew I was in, everybody looked at me as the best, but I ain't even try to give myself that title. I just danced right. cause I loved it. I, I was depressed, so I was just like, yo, I don't talk to nobody, so let me just dance. <laughs> so with the style flexing, I saw Bones the Machine, Bone Breaking. Shout out Bones. Shout out Bones. And I was like, yo, that's wild how he's Bone Breaking. Because like a like week, like literally a week before that particular moment of me watching him, I just found out I could Bone Break. Mm-hmm. And I Word. did it at the skating rink. Yo, like, yo, that's dope. <laughs> Oh, that's dope. I was battling like five people and I did it in the middle of the skate rink and crushed them all, wiped Damn. them dreams. So I was like, yo, let me just start taking this serious because obviously people who's taking the series is getting noticed. So mm-hmm. once I learned the style, I was like, yo, flexing is actually broken up in two ways because it's flexing and it's broke up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I got to know both. I got to understand both and loving the style and ask like one, like one time. To be off topic, one time I actually danced in front of my homie, um, in front of my homie's pops that's from New York and seen the style mm-hmm. around. He was like, "Yo, what you know about that?" And I was just like, "Yo, I st- like not say study it, but I appreciate the culture. I love the culture. Like, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm like the best. I'm just a person that love dancing. I love doing what I do. So." Lesson, it was just one of them things I could express myself without anybody saying, like, yo, he's trying to be like Omarion or mm-hmm. Chris Brown, Usher. Like, no, nah, he just, I'm just, just being me. I could put all my styles into one and make it unique and just be me, flow with the music, flow with the wind, flow with the earth. That's all my styles from my surroundings and 
depending on the music. All right, that's lit. So niggas will kill me if they hear this from me not saying this. Uh, Tutting is a subcategory popping. Haha, y'all didn't catch me. I'm not slipping. Um, <laughs> and uh, and as far as and as far as flexing, bro, um, flexing. Uh, I'll give a rundown for people who may not know what flexing is. Um, flexing is a style that's actually based from dancehall. Um, dancehall going into Bruckup, who is an individual actually. Um, yep. And that style derived, you know, that style got taken over to Brooklyn from old VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And they just took that and, you know what I'm saying, they, they basically ran with it and made with it their own style of what they do. You had some people who could bone bricks, so they would throw bone bricks and they broke up. You had some people who would glide, they would throw glides and they broke up. Some people who know how to do floor, which is now known as get low, throw that and they broke up. Or just movement. It, it, was, it was legit. Just that's all they would do. They would be at parties going crazy with that shit. Um, doing doing shows like Flexing Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and eventually that shit evolved into what Flexing has become today. You can see who has paid attention to the roots and you can see who is not. I'm not going to get into particulars his name, so yes, if you upset that this is a rushed version of the history, fuck y'all, I don't care. <laughs> um, niggas still can't see me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a... Like once you actually run down the history... And you start seeing the like you start seeing the identity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll you'll start to learn more. You'll start to find out more um, about yourself, about the history. When if, if somebody hits you, it's like yo, what you know about that? That does show that you at least going down the right direction. You feel me? So, um, I at least the shit from the time that I saw you, I was legit in the lab on a different fucking level, like much more serious than I am now. But um, I just like talking shit. But yeah, like that that shit was it was it was dope to see that shit. So I I do I did just wanna drop that real quick and commend you for for doing that much with limited knowledge because you ain't have the resources that uh, a privileged nigga like myself had uh, around the time that I started learning. And I saw you battling Phil. Like like yeah I saw you battling Phil and it kinda kind of fucked me up because I was like, yo, you talking about you ain't do as good as you wanted to, but it looked like. Yeah, nah, that shit, <laughs> hey. that shit was actually ass compared to what I was like, how I was supposed to be moving that night. And my energy was just all off. The moves themselves, I don't lose the moves. So the moves is there, but the energy is just like one of the most important things in the battle. Like, so. And people can, can see a, that. You can break a battle up in the I say five rounds. Um, if if it's a three round battle, you could break down the battle in five, maybe six rounds. But I would say five. So first, you you got your swag coming into the battle. Are you dressed better than your opponent? If so, you won that round. Um, <laughs> is your song actually six rounds? My fault. Is your song select? No, it's four rounds if you include the three rounds in the battle. Yeah. Uh, is your song selection better than your opponent? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I bet you won that round. Um, and did you win the coin toss? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you, if, you, if you won the coin toss, then you already got three rounds on your opponent before y'all niggas even start battling. Because to be honest, going first and going second, totally different. The energy and the mindset that you got to come with from going first and going second is totally different. And then I love you got the second. battle. <laughs> and then you got the battle. So the, even if, if you get thrilled, which hopefully you don't, you know what I'm saying? You at least got three rounds where all you got to do is win one more to build momentum to win another one. And energy in the midst of battle is a, is a huge... 
that's like a battle tactic then here to have energy. And some people who have too much energy, a lot of niggas don't have enough energy, which is exactly what happened with me versus Phil. Because me and Phil both was tired as hell. Like <laughs> we heard I need to get called next four hours ago, three hours ago. Shout out to Hype, but that's still my man's <laughs> we, like we had our we had our battle call literally three hours beforehand and then niggas just was just looking at each other like, yo, are we even gonna battle? Like what the fuck going on? And then the shit happened, me and him both drained, but Phil Phil's built for that lifestyle. Nigga has been battling since early dream days, you know mm. what I'm saying? Back nigga was in the surface, you know what I'm saying? So he he knew my teacher before I even knew my teacher, you know what I'm saying? So but he knew my OG before I knew my OG. So um yeah, that was yeah, that was that battle was I still think to this day that battle was it was cool, but to me it was terrible on my end. I I've I've had way better battles. Of course, that weren't on footage, but I've had a lot better battles that were on footage. Um, even that, even that fatal four way that I did um, in 2018, there was supposed to be footage. Thankfully, I got my footage. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I've I've had way better performances, whether it be battling in Richmond against my bro Hour, battling in North Carolina against High Pressure, battling in New York both times that I did. I've I've had much better battles. Even when I went to ATL, me and Savage actually uh, did um. We did a tag team tournament. I don't know if you know Savage. Yeah. But yeah, so that's right. Yeah, that's Savage yeah, yeah, sir. <laughs> those are the bros. Shout out Inhuman, by the way. I almost forgot my bad. Um, but yeah, um, those are the bros. So me and Savage I went down to ATL. Well, I went down to ATL, Savage lived there. Um, me and him had entered the tournament and um and me and him wilded up the fucking tournament. You know, we lost, but everybody else said that we got swindled. I took the loss as it is. I was out of town having a vacation. Um <laughs> Uh, my my nigga my nigga at the time uh, well somebody that was close to niggas that was close to me mm. had actually committed suicide mm. that same weekend so niggas had woke up in Georgia to the news that bro had committed suicide that we was literally just hanging out with. so we was taking that time out to basically have fun and and enjoy ourselves while we was out in Georgia shout out to Mizu by the way for letting us stay at his spot um, and then niggas like decided to enter the tournament literally at the last second and we entered. Body prelims against against our niggas because they thought our team names was jokes. Um, our team name was my dad. Their team name was my mom. Um, so they thought niggas was joking. So niggas didn't call us. We're like, yo, what the fuck? We pay money to enter the tournament. Like, what y'all doing? So like, oh, I didn't know y'all niggas were serious. We entered prelims, tore the whole fucking place down, and then we battled uh, Hermes and I think Luffy. Mm, um, that's a crazy combination. And. Uh, we went mod against them niggas, you know? Yeah. you know, but we lost the battle, and I took the loss as is. Them niggas are, Hermes himself was solidified, even though I still, I still tell Luffy to this day that nigga stole a break from Boneless in that battle. Mm. Um, but Luffy, Luffy has leveled up a lot over the years. Um, he went against Crow recently. Yeah, yeah, I heard that he actually did a really good, a uh, good job against Crow. Mm. I still haven't watched that battle. I don't, I don't have a reason to watch a lot of y'all niggas battles. Um, <laughs> it's not that I don't really fuck with y'all niggas. I be. I just don't really feel like watching battles no more. Like I, I don't. I'm not interested anymore. Um, my yeah, my dance tolerance is really low for niggas. So, um, but yeah, that yeah that night I after the battle, once they said we lost, I was like, cool, bet go back in the lab, work on shit. But battling in front of niggas, I was actually looking up to at one point in time, like back 2012, 2013, looking up to Dragon House, battling in front of Freak Show, TV, Bam, uh. Glitch was actually there too, which was fun. Um, he was in town. Um, yeah, 
uh, battling in front of all of them niggas uh, was was dope as hell. Niggas went crazy when I was dancing. Niggas went crazy when Savage was dancing. Obviously, because this niggas is like fucking Atlanta. mortal enemies with them <laughs> niggas. Um, he loves them niggas, but they're still mortal enemy enemies with them niggas. But um, yeah, that scene, like going through that shit, was dope and actually getting dope interactions and feedback from them while I was battling. And then something that isn't seen on camera, but we know, um, battling two rounds and um, it was tie tie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot who voted. I think Glitch had voted for uh, Hermes and Luffy. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, work. We walked away. As I'm walking away, I'm looking for my niggas. We about to go. We literally about to go from ATL to Virginia. We about to drive back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's we was just there chilling. Um, I got my my shirt got pulled, mm-hmm. and there was uh it was Kiana. Um, shout out Kiana. Um, she was like, "Yo, uh, judges said Sutton Death. They want one dancer from each team to go again." I was like, "What? Uh, we lost. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I don't like in my head. I'm like, I don't fuck with." Like I don't, because even though I, even though I probably was going to dance, I was going to fuck up whoever was in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, that's what I'm thinking. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, I really don't rock with this because they already won. It's not like it was all voted tied, and then we got to figure out like, no, they won. So even if I win, it's like, like they basically reneged on their decision, and I don't want to be the beneficiary of that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really fuck with it. And then um, Hermes pops. Um, he was uh, he had came in and was like, nah, we we ain't got time for that, you know. Move on to the next battle. And there was people that really felt a way about that. Niggas from ATL felt a way about that. I did. I respected it and I rocked with it because it shows that judges just need to be mindful when they make their decisions, and they need to stand by their decisions when they make it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're at the event. If you admit that you was wrong when the battle dropped online, cool. You ain't at the expense of nobody's time, nobody's budget, none of that. But when you try to renege on some shit at the event, because you, whatever, bro, make your decision stick by it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's that's why I was fucking. With. So that is what happened during that time. Um, but yeah, funny story, crazy story, all that other bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm I, I still do think it's it's dope as fuck to to see people like you learning from nothing pretty much except what you visually see. And actually get a sense of self and somewhat foundation in what you was doing. Because that was what was surprising to me when the niggas saw, uh, saw you literally break out at ODU and start going mod. I'm like, okay, everybody else who told me they know how to flex usually is trash. This nigga's good. Like, <laughs> this is different. Okay, it worked. But yeah, that, oh, my fault. The tangent was the battle shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah I've had much better performances than that one against Phil. <laughs> much, much better battle performances. I feel you, bro. That's how I felt when I was battling. Like, you know, early high school, late high school type shit. Right. Because, <clears throat> like, only loss, battles only clear, clearly lost was to this one person. And it was because I just started out. And, of course, he had the favoritism. He was actually good. So mm-hmm. the favoritism was well put to be on his side. And they, Gave me my flowers, but it was just like, yeah, you lost. I was like, right, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, you ain't got to say it like that. But, like, after, like, those two losses, like, I just went crazy. Like, every opponent from then. Because I took it as, like, yo, it's like 
you've learned how to box and you're going against a, a champion and you landing a good couple punches and you're not getting knocked out, but you're clearly losing and you're getting that respect. Like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Right. You're going to be a problem later on. And I was. <laughs> I was. It got to a point, like I told you, I was battling five people at a time, two people at a time, and battling from big crowds, small crowds. Even, like, had the luxury to have, like, Storyboard P, look at one of my videos I dropped on YouTube that I did a cover to, uh, Blood on the Leaves, when I was going by the name of Tyrant at the time. Love that song, by the way. Yeah, that's a and good shout song. shout out P. Shout out P. Yes, and then, um, you know, having, like, not comment. Well, I had conversations with Blueprint and actually met him one time because I had to perform at this birthday party, and I didn't know he was going to be there, too. So it was just like, yeah. We both performed. Is that in Franklin? Yep. That nigga called me when he was out there because he thought I was close. And I'm like, well, <laughs> nah, Virginia Beach not close to Franklin. <laughs> but yeah, he, he was out here for Garage Wars 3. I um I booked him to come out here for Garage Wars 3. He came back to VA. He called me and was like, yo, you in the area? Like, you're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Niggas can link up, laugh or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, where were you at? And he was like, Franklin. I was like, yeah. Nah, man. I was. And I'm in Hampton right now. <laughs> definitely not close to you my team. I, <laughs> hell no. I, that's, that's funny. Bro, that's funny as hell. So everybody who's listening to this who remembers when I got that phone call from Blueprint when I was when he was at the studio when niggas was at the session the nigga this nigga sitting beside me was actually in the area. <laughs> doing it, having a mean session with him. Yo, that's funny as hell. It's like wow. I, the story it's, it's, it's funny because like I like how humble he was because like he knew like the people there that was dancing besides me wasn't that good, but it was just the fact that he liked that they were still going and still trying. So it was just like, yeah, I, I'm not gonna be mad about it. And, but he pulled me to a side because I did, I did a move where it was like, I seen him do it, but how I did it, I flipped it on him. Like I mm. rebuttal it against him. And then he looked at me like, and I, I just gave him a head and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I'm on to you. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm on to you. Then he, we had like many conversations, and like he was just like, yeah, man, just keep doing what you're doing. And you're... I told him my cousin, like Havoc is one of my favorite flexes out there. Shout out to Havoc. And I told him, I said, look, man, you didn't have to beat Havoc the way you did. I, I said, and I was there. <laughs> I was there. I saw you. <laughs> you front row. <laughs> I was like, yo, after the second round, I was like, I have it. What you about to do? I saw it. And I was like, no, it's going downhill. He used all his energy. And shout, out, and shout out to Reg for ruining Havoc's first round song by screaming when the song was quiet. It was a, I, I forgot what song it was. It was Ace Hood. It was, it was an Ace Hood song. Oh. Yeah. And right when it got quiet, all you hear in the background was, oh, that was Reg. <laughs> Shout out to Reg, because Happy was supposed to hit fresh off of the silence. He was supposed to pause fresh off the silence, but Reg ruined the silence with his big deep voice. <laughs> I love you, Reg. Shout <laughs> out to you, Reg. But yeah, it's crazy how all this comes around, because like, like, literally, like, bro, last month I had, uh, came into, like, I know this homie, they go to ODU, well, he went to NSU, and his Cousin is classic, clearly classic. New York, the battle, classic. He black, yeah. Wait, you talking about the producer or the other classic? The dancer, the actual dancer. The uh, what is it, glider? I think. 
Yeah. No, he's street finest. He's a street finest. Element, yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, bet, bet. Just wanted to make sure. I yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to that classic. That yeah. classic. That's that's the that's the real classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how you like, how you know classic? Because like, I seen them together, and like it was about off a small glimpse. Because like I'm a type of person, if I see a face, I'm not forget. Right. So and like seeing him battle sticks and seeing him battle, you know, Sage. Yeah. Like on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, that's classic for sure. And I was like, how you know classic? He was like, yeah, that's my cousin, man. I was like, he dances, right? He was like, yeah, how you know? I was like, yeah, I watched him on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him on YouTube. All that New York niggas migrate now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like you told me, man, I was giving you your flowers. Then you like, nah, man, you ain't dip right. You just being real. You being a real nigga, yeah. with me, man. You just straight up. I fucking hate that. <laughs> like, like the fact that my man came up and was like, bro, I ain't trying to dick ride. And I'm like, bro, how come in as black people, we always gotta like, we have to like pre pre preface our flowers with yo, I ain't trying to dick ride, but yo, I really fuck with your crap. Hey, bro, like, damn, can we just actually like? Like each other, like, like, yeah. goddamn. Well, I'm like down here, man. A lot of people take it as like, yeah, take it as like you giving them compliments as you're trying to like be like them. Like, no, nah, man, I'm just saying, like, I fuck what you do, bro. I keep going. You just uh, gotta pop, bro. Virginia right? niggas gotta stop doing that shit, bro. Like, yeah, I grew the up. The same niggas that bro. do that shit legit be copying other niggas, which is crazy. So y'all Virginia niggas gotta stop doing that shit because y'all not original, no way. <laughs> oh my god. Now. Oh my god. Y'all unoriginal ass niggas gotta yeah. stop trying to come for niggas for not being that original. Like, at least niggas is trying, while y'all niggas is, is still copying shit that y'all see on, on IG. Y'all niggas is living y'all life by memes, fucking dumbass. Oh, my God. Which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, man, yeah, we, this has been a good conversation, man. Yeah. And on this show, what I like to do is give, like, a wave, a wavy tip. And that's where, at the end of the show, we give advice on, like, either the segment overall or just in life. So... For those that's listening, I either let my co-host go first if they want to go, or I just go ahead and give my wavy tip and we end the show. So, what you got to say to the people, man? Um, Well, um, shoot. Shit, man. Um, don't, uh, don't milk yourself of of all of the enjoyment of, of enjoying your craft by simply trying to prove where you are amongst other people, because in, in the end, nobody gives a fuck. Um, and I say that wholeheartedly and out of love. Like, nobody truthfully gives a fuck. Do you for the sake of you doing you, and and take your talents as serious as you take it, not as serious as other people take you, because as, as, soon as, as soon as that shit drops off a little bit, you'll lose all hope, you'll lose all motivation. And I've seen a lot of... Virginia is a talent graveyard. Like some of the most talented people ever in the world have come out of Virginia and some have never come out of Virginia and they still are the most talented people in the world conversation. Producers, rappers, dancers, anything you can think of, artists, niggas who draw, it's a big ass graveyard of them because they let, um, they basically let attention and affirmation of others drive their, their art and their creativity rather than themselves push themselves. You know what I'm saying? So um, value your art. You know, you value your own art and you set your own price. You feel me? Don't 
Don't wait for other niggas to try to set your price for you. That's no niggas will keep giving you the free ninety nine deals if you let other niggas try to value your own shit. Take control of your craft, yo. Hey. I almost said, yeah, I ain't got no weeds. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck. Because that, hey, I was just paying attention and listening. I'm just like, well, damn. Um, say say it. I ain't got shit to say now. Like, you just said everything I wanted to say almost. But take it back off that, man. You're like, coming from a person that actually did lose hope and motivation at one point in his life, just don't give up. Keep right. pushing forward, man. No matter what, like he said, people don't really give a fuck. You might have people that do give, give a fuck about what you do and do care about what you do and do support you, but even then, don't get too big-headed and fall off because that comeback is going to be a hard comeback. Mm-hmm. And you might even question yourself, but just always have faith and don't lose hope and surround yourself with good people. You'll get there. Yeah, sir. It's your boy Larry the Wavy Fellow with your boy Majin. Yeah, sir. And over here we create the way we don't drown in it. Peace. I feel the hate coming every direction. You a fucking nigga can't get in my sex. Your host say I'm fine and she love my complexion. Uh-huh. Fucking on the first night and no second guess. I'm hitting it right, nigga. Why is you stressed? He's blowing her up, she not even replying. Yeah. Nigga, bitch, I could tell that she was lying. Opposite of the pendant, she, she don't, don't do no relying. relying.